dollars. Perhaps I may even live here, I do not know. Except I have always had the strangest longing after fields and trees and water somewhere, although I know nothing either of such life on the land. But it happens just now I must hide myself a while, and I will hide here. This he said still to reassure them, and again they were not reassured. They looked back and forth to each other, and now the old man laid down his stick of bread too, and he said earnestly, his wrinkled face anxious, and his few white hairs trembling on his chin, Sir, this is a very ill place to hide. Your house, your name, are so well known hereabouts. And, sir, forgive me that I am only a rude, coarse man who does not know how even to speak before such as you. But your honored father is not loved well because he is a lord of war, and your uncles are not loved either. The old man paused and looked about him, and then he whispered into Yuan's very ear, Sir, the people on the land here so hated your elder uncle that he and his lady grew afraid, and with their sons they went to a coastal city to live, where foreign soldiers keep the peace. And when your second uncle comes to collect the rents, he comes with a band of soldiers he has hired from the town. The times are ill, and men on the land have suffered so full their shares of wars and taxes that they are desperate. Sir, we have paid taxes ten years ahead. This is no good place for hiding for you, little general. And the old woman wrapped her cracked, gnarled hands into her apron of patched blue cotton cloth, and she piped also, Truly, it is no good place to hide, sir. So the pair stood doubtful and eager, and hoping he would not stay. But Yuan would not believe them. He was so glad to be free, so pleased with all he saw, so cheered by the bright shining day, he would have stayed in spite of anything. And he smiled with his pleasure, and he cried willfully, Yet I will stay. Do not trouble yourselves. Only let me eat what you eat, and I will live here a while at least. And he sat in the simple room and looked about him at the plow and harrow set against the wall, at the strings of red peppers hanging there, and at the dried fowl or two and onions tied together, and he was pleased with everything. It was so new to him. Suddenly he was hungry, and the bread wrapped about garlic which the old pair had been eating seemed good to him, and he said, I am hungry. Give me something to eat, good mother. Then the old woman cried, But sir, what have I fit for a lord like you? I must first kill a fowl out of our four. I have only this poor bread, not even made of wheaten flour. I like it, I like it, answered Yuan most heartily. I like everything here. So at last, although doubtful still, she brought him a fresh sheet of bread rolled into a stick about a stem of garlic. But she could not be content until she found a bit of fish she had salted in the autumn and saved, and this she brought him for a dainty. He ate it all, and it was good meat to him, good above any he had ever eaten, because he ate in freedom. When he had eaten he was suddenly weary, although until then he had not known he was, and he rose and asked, Where is a bed? I would like to sleep a while. The old man replied, There is a room here we do not use commonly, a room where your grandfather lived once, and after that the lady who was his third, a lady we all loved, so wholly good she turned a nun at last. There is a bed in that room where you may rest. And he pushed a wooden door at the side, 
and Yuan saw a little dark old room that had for window only a small square hole over which white paper was pasted. A quiet, empty room. He went into it and shut the door, and for the first time in his guarded life he felt himself truly alone for sleep, and loneliness was good to him. Yet as he stood in the midst of this dim, earth-walled room, for a moment he had the strangest, sudden sense of some stout old life going on there still. He looked about, wondering. It was the simplest room he had seen in his life, a hemp-curtained bed, an unpainted table and a bench, the floor, the worn and beaten earth where many feet had worn hollows by the bed and door. There was no one there except himself and yet he felt a spirit near, an earthy, lusty spirit he did not understand. Then it was gone. Suddenly he ceased.